Good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Coffee Break. I'm Albert Moreno, and today I'll be talking about the past. Why? To answer a question, does your past define who you are? How did I get to where I am today? Ambition, hard work, struggles and frustrations, all are amazing words. But how, why, and when? How do we start this conversation? For that, I'm going to talk about me. I guess you could say my first career path started in high school. Like many of you, high school for me was not overly difficult. I believe my public school years were much harder on me. In high school, I had a small social circle of friends. Not the most popular kids in school by any means. Nor was I athletic or outgoing. I was essentially a nerd. I grew up on Star Wars, Star Trek, and anything science fiction. I was fascinated with exploring the unknown. I was a dreamer but I was lazy. I was average, not really excelling in any subject, until I met my first mentor in life. I guess at this point, I should stop and explain the importance of mentors. They come and go in your life when you seem to need them the most. They can either provide you a wake-up call, a much-needed kick in the ass, or the brutal truth of a situation. But always, it is up to you to take their knowledge, their experience, and learn from it. Choice our first lesson. I was open to listening and she directed my focus of the unknown, my love for exploration, back to the academics, to history and eventually archaeology. I took every one of her classes, each one more interesting than the last. I studied hard. I had my first clear goal which could shape my future. I guess I was always really good in school, but somehow I just didn't try. I was back to that laziness. We all can be. I nearly floated by, no real life goals or ambitions. But something in being Indiana Jones was so fascinating for me. So, my later years of high school, I applied for university. I need to tell you that a lot was going on in my life. I had a lot of life changing moments. I was growing up, you know, you're no longer a teenager, and I'd be going out on my own. I also have to state that a lot happened to me that last year, a lot emotionally, and it started to change me. So I settled into university, the one I chose seven and a half hours away. I ran. Remember I had a lot going on in my life the last year of high school, well somewhere along the way I decided to jump ship, leave my old life behind and become someone new in a new situation or a new location. Let's be honest with ourselves, I ran away from my problems. Over the years in university you learn a lot, not just academic, but internally about yourself. I discovered I can be and enjoy being a social butterfly. Moving away was one of the greatest things for me to develop that because I could be anyone I want. I had no attachments, no friends with me. I had to make that all new. So in making that all new, you become who you want to be. And I truly was. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you should run. As much as it was good for me internally because I didn't truly know who I was and this taught me that, I still ran away and my problems still existed. They weren't solved till much later. After my first and second years when I would go home, I had changed so much that people barely recognized me. For them, I was this nerd who never really talked to anybody. 
Now I was this person yelling across the halls of a shopping mall because he had seen someone he thought he recognized. Why? This is the second lesson in life. Why this word becomes so important. Another mentor. You know what? She's no longer with me today. And her loss will always weigh heavy on my heart. She taught me a lot about me, about my soul, about what I really wanted in life. She became my family. She guided me in ways that only truly I'd understand later in life. Remember the importance of mentors. During the summer, I had one of the most wonderful experiences working as a summer student at Upper Canada Village. Talk about an experience. I loved every moment of it and learned how to be sociable and acceptable in the 1860s, how to dress, and how to really live without technology. Hard at first for a nerd who loved technology, but well worth it. So I studied archaeology, made lots of friends, started a new life. Things were going great, right? Wrong. I was about to have one of the most life-changing experiences in my entire life. Failure, defeat, and ruin. I had a life in Kitchener-Waterloo. A house, great roommates, good schooling, a social life that went on seven days a week. I was happy. Notice I didn't say anything about a job, though. Funds were out. OSAP, government loans, only go so far. University was largely paid by me. My parents helped where they could, but they had bills of their own, a mortgage, and my sister away in university as well. They had a life, and I didn't blame them. And they were seven and a half hours away. Two part-time jobs later, a destroyed social life, and my student loan grace period gone. I traveled into negative debt. And I was beginning to realize the end was near. So I did what any child would, I think, when failure would hit. I had a conversation with my dad. There weren't many words spoken. I dare not ask what was in my heart. He just knew. A week later they showed up. I was moving home. In my memories, it was pouring down rain, but I can tell you, it didn't. Our imaginations have weird ways of tying emotions into memories, and for me, this was a memory. This was a reflection of my emotions and what I felt. I had been independent for so many years to be defeated and move back home with my parents, back to my hometown, back to the problems I ran away. Honestly, in my head, this was a great failure. The rain continued for at least a year. Every memory I have leading up, I was unhappy. I questioned wherever I went. I didn't have a good paying job at the time. I had nothing except a student debt to my name. My dream of being Indiana Jones was over. Let's be honest, Indiana Jones didn't live with his parents and work out of a basement. It struck me, failure, defeat, and now living in the basement of my parents' house. Being back at home, I struggled. My friends didn't visit often. We tried, but you lose connections. We were seven and a half hours away. Some of those lost connections still pain me today. They were good friends. They were my family. Friends from high school didn't know me anymore, so it was difficult. I reverted. But a flash of light. The storm began to clear. Let's say the downpour turned into a mist. 
I got a full-time job. However, it was miserable. It lasted about a year. But once again, along the way, I made some amazing friends. And one afternoon on my day off, I got a phone call. A phone call from the president of Minimax Express. It was the employer of my father. I'd been a summer student there many years ago. I guess he had learned that I was back home. He asked me to come in for an interview. They had a position open for me that he thought I might be interested in. Suddenly in my memories, whenever I go back, that was the day that I can say the rain dried up really quickly, the sun came out, and for whatever reason, I remember flowers blooming. Okay, a bit much, right? But my attitude did change. Night shift. 3.30 p.m. until 12.30 a.m. I love this shift. I really did. Back then I could survive on three to four hours of sleep a night. So this shift was perfect. Go fishing in the morning, hang out with friends by the afternoon, then go to work. Finish work and then party till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. I loved it. I worked as a nighttime biller, so the bills of lading or proof of pickup documents came in from the day's work, and from those I had to produce a POD, proof of delivery. On top of this, I had to rate the bill. Holy shit math. Believe me, it is true. Math will always come back to haunt you. So buckle up and learn it. Third lesson. For me, this wasn't going to be a career. My thoughts were a few years, get back on my feet. That would be it. I had grown up in the transportation industry. My dad worked many years at GTL and then transitioned to Minimax when I was still young. For me, transportation was nothing. About a year into the position, I got asked if I would like to make the transition to days. Suddenly, the case of vampirism, which I had contracted, seemed to be threatened. From IT into rates, being thrown into a brokerage division, transitioning it back into the asset side of the company, to more responsibilities, more knowledge, I was a sponge. IT, we integrated a new TMS, a transportation management system. A software, updated computers, replaced hard drives, rebooted machines, troubleshooting, it was fun. Rates was a transition where I worked closely with my dad. You never truly know your dad until you work a shoulder length from him. And I loved every moment of it. We worked well together. In rates, we ran invoicing, audited the bills prior to the invoice from the night before, made sure the billers did their job and corrected their mistakes Math again, added extra charges after time of delivery, notifying the customer, and providing rates, prices, customers via phone call, requests, and email. Brokerage was pretty much the same, pricing, booking loads, finding carriers, it all tied into one another. Three steps up actually throughout the course of the next three to four years. I moved from different departments, not because I wasn't doing my job, or partying long hours because of advancement, maybe ambition. It was definitely the ability to learn and do every task that was presented to me in a timely manner. After that first promotion, which took me out of my darkness and into the light of days, I had a thirst. I had an ambition for more. Why? Because I had a goal. Being on days now, I was able to see the different departments in action. I filled in for many of them on sick days. My advantage was I had to learn them anyways in IT 
as we had to assist into the transition from the old software to the new transportation management system. So I had to learn the old system to teach them the new system. On days I had seen a group of people come in every Friday. Happy people. Cool people. Suits, ties, sunglasses, dress shoes. They entered with such fluff, such respect. Everyone in the office wanted to talk to them. They were popular. Hey, they even smelled good. They were well-dressed, clean. They had everything I lacked at that moment. Who were these people? I made it a mission to know. I was lucky enough to befriend one and realize they were in sales, the sales staff of Minimax. So when this annual review came along that we had every year, and I was asked the same question every year, which I never had an answer to, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to grow? I forgot about my reservations, my insecurities that had developed. I forgot about all the barriers I had in place, and out of my mouth came, I want sales. In transition, I worked moving the in-house brokerage division back into Minimax. So it would be done by all the right staff. It was fun trying to solve problems, get more business for the company. The people I spoke to every day helped me gain experience. Number four, experience. Selling was hard to get into. I was out of university. I had been with the company four years. No experience in selling. No experience with being professional. So, luckily, I had a president who enrolled me in sales training. These were some of the best courses I ever were enrolled in. And the coach, the teacher of both the courses, were amazing. They challenged you. They made you think. The sponge was used again, and before I knew it, I was using in lingo and terminology, even in my personal life. My attitude had begun to change. Began dressing up daily, shirt and tie. I wanted so much to be in sales, so I decided to dress for the position even though I didn't have it yet. Dress for the job you want. Look like a million bucks. People will take notice. And they sure did. My big break happened when once again lots of things were happening in my life. Life happens, right? I was just out of a relationship. I had been delayed into sales time and time again. I felt like perhaps I wasn't cut out for it. Management didn't see it. Confidence for me at this point in time was at an all-time low. So one morning, I just got back from vacation. I had put the suit, the tie on. It was my ritual. The moment I got into work, I was pulled into the president's office. And I was handed a key. A very important key. A key to a company vehicle. All I remember is... Today, I want you to hit the road. Okay, it's paraphrased, but that's what I heard. Heart racing, determination in my heart to prove myself. I had my destination. And I hit the ground running. For a year, I was successful. But success is not something that you're born with. I had to earn it. I had many doors slammed in my face. I had no new sales for at least two months. But the company believed in me. So I had to start believing in myself. No matter how bad it got, how many sales I lost, I continued on. I smiled at every door being slammed in my face, at every rejection, until I fought for a no. Then my first sale, and then my next. I grew close to the local terminal representative, very close. And slowly, we grew together. A few pointers for sales. Determination. Never give up. Resiliency. You're going to have doors slammed in your face. You're going to have rejections. You need tough skin. 
very good social skills. Always keep a spare white shirt in your car, a spare tie, dress clothes, a suit jacket, jeans, sneakers, dress to impress. Be humble, be honest. And the most important lesson I can teach you, always have fun. Almost a year later, those drivers in my area needed leadership. I didn't know when it happened, but respect was earned from them. And when the decision came to have a terminal manager, I was asked and accepted under the pretense that I was already doing it. I looked out for them. Why? They were my sales staff. They were my direct line of communication to the customer. They seen the customer every day. I treated them with respect, and in turn they did that for me as well. Terminal manager, my first management assignment. I had never dreamed of this. <laughs> I never thought myself as a manager. I never wanted it. I was inexperienced and I was terrified. I had the title which in my opinions, titles don't mean a lot. A driver reminded me of that. I spoke to him in confidence and I remember the day I, I was terrified. I had all this responsibility on my shoulders and I didn't know what to do. He looked at me over his glasses. He had a disappointed look on his face. He mentored me into being respectful and told me to calm my shit down. I had been doing it well without a title for six months. Why does it change now that I have terminal manager? Suddenly that made sense. In the months that followed, I realized something I hadn't before. I now had a career. I became involved locally in the area, fundraisers, events. I was doing the best to get my name out there in sales and as terminal manager. A year passed and I went to a sales conference with my coaches from the classes that I told you about. I can tell you a sales conference is one heck of an experience. It was an eye opener. Seeing all those professional sales staff in the hot Orlando weather, wearing suits and ties, being proud. They came from every corner of the world, every corner of experience. You could not get more thrilled. Not to mention it was in Orlando, Florida, so it was an honor. And the weather was amazing. I'm from Canada, remember? On one of the last days after many sessions, many days of hearing some of the most inspirational speakers, my coach, his wife, and his assistant, whom I all looked up to, were having a drink after a long day. My coach looked at me, and he said something that I will always remember. Where are you going? You have a career now. You're successful. So what's next? This man who I've looked up to has been my inspiration, saying those words to me. I choked up. I didn't know what to say. I sat there in a slump, not having words, not having anything to say, and finally hit me. Sales team. A word came to mind, and suddenly it was regurgitated. Right there in front of me, before I had time to think or hold it back, the word was spoken. Sales management. I'm pretty sure I yelled it at him. I'm pretty sure he might have jumped. I had been pumped from the speakers, from the, the warm Orlando sun, maybe the drink. All he did was smile at me, and we left it at that. A few months later, I was approached by my president at Minimax with a scenario, a slow transition to sales coordinator, and eventually sales management. My career would be complete, I thought. It was finally coming together. My reality? I was going to be 30 that year, the youngest of a team of seven. That's the other sales staff. 
the one that had the least amount of experience in sales, and I would be leading the team of seasoned sales veterans right out of a recession, they wouldn't respect me. I went back into my experience, my knowledge. Success is not given. Respect is not given. These are traits that are earned. For six months, I struggled. I won't lie. I was young. The team wasn't. I continued with the activities, the check-ins, the KPI, the coaching, the mentoring, the reporting, silently encouraging them, giving my advice where I could. I was presented with another mentor, the one that changed me into the manager I am today. I mentioned her in a previous podcast, actually. Again, it happens so fast you don't realize it day to day. And it was in that moment, that one particular moment, the annual sales meeting, the first of many, September 2016. We picked a general location, Picton, a neutral place for all the reps, the halfway point in our territory. Two days of building a sales playbook, of getting to know the team on a one-on-one basis, I can tell you I didn't sleep much. I prepared as much as I could. This was the pivotal moment, the moment that would make or break your sales management career. I was told later that the content was good, the activities better. I learned more about the team in those days than the previous six months. And I learned more about myself too. Go in with an open mind. I went in with not demanding respect, but trying to earn it. And you have to learn from each person under your team. September 2017, another chapter of my life started. Fatherhood. The challenge associated with fatherhood is a whole other podcast. But let's say that my daughter has kept my sanity for most of my hardest days. My peanut means the world to me. Some of my sales staff left the organization, some retired, and new ones came into play. In 2018, we had five new sales members, a new team. The process started all over again. Every member having various degrees of strengths and weaknesses, and that is where I met my next mentor in life. A season, truest meaning of the word, veteran in sales from London, Ontario. I learned such a great deal from him. But all my sales team were my mentors in one way or another, and I believe any successful manager needs to view it this way, no matter how much experience you have. In May of last year, I was approached Our team had two record years coming out of the recession. I had proven my abilities to myself to lead a new team to success, but they already had it in them. I was presented a brand new challenge for my president to lead the logistics team to success while keeping some of my duties as sales manager. Now this was a struggle, a balancing act. I leaned on my coaches that I had until finally one of them talked me through a course of action. You have to leave one behind. It was a hard decision, but eventually it was decided for the best of both companies that logistics would be my main focus. I said a very heartfelt goodbye to a team I had truly respected and loved being part of, and I moved to logistics. If you had listened to my podcast, my previous podcast, you will realize the challenges I faced, the internal struggle I had going through this. And it wasn't until January 2019 that I found my new place here. We underwent a rebranding, out with the old, in with the new, an up-to-date, realistic TMS system, a new website, a new logo, completely a new face. And we marketed the hell out of it. 
And six months later, we're in a better position than we ever have been. I want you to keep in mind some very key words here. Struggle. Determination. Sleepless nights. Preparation. Respect. Loyalty. Patience. Virtue. Humble. Failure. Persistence, disappointment, sacrifice, rejection. My personal favorite, never give up and never give up in yourself. These are the traits of a good leader. These are the traits of success. So does your past define you? I believe to a large extent your past can define who you want to be. But in the terms of your knowledge or experience that you've gained over the years, it provides you tools. Everything you have done in your life shapes you. It affects your decisions, goals, and ambitions. But ultimately, your future is determined by you. How you act in situations can only be determined by one person. So your past does not have to define who you want to be or define your future. That's up to you. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Now warm up that coffee because we took a little bit longer than a, a typical morning coffee break. See you next time.